Bumpkin. Bumpkin. <laughs> you do that too much more, and that's going to be the cold open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. So. <laughs> well, it's got to start somewhere. And on that note, hi, everybody. No, nope, no, nope, we're starting over. I don't fucking care. Hi, everybody. No, nope, no, nope, I'm just going to keep interrupting you until you. <laughs> I can put the cold open wherever it needs to go. <laughs> Asshole. Everybody, welcome to Rated T for F Word. This is episode three of our podcast about fan fiction. My name is Ariel. And I'm Spencer. And we're two bored people sitting in our living room talking about fanfic. Because why not? <laughs> it's been a full year of quarantine now, so you know what? The fact that this is as weird as we've gotten with it, that's probably fine. Yeah, I'm just kind of staring over at my cat girlfriend, and she's staring <laughs> over at me. I bought us on Etsy, I bought us some 3D printed cat ear uh, headphone clips, um, and I'm the only one wearing them right now, so... Because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's fine, it's cool. Um, I'm very disorganized this week, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so, we're actually recording this episode a little later than we usually do. It's been a full week past our... Um, uh, launch of episode two. Um, so we've got some cool new statistics. We've got two across these listeners, um, unless it's our friends sneakily using a VPN. Um, but we've got li- a listener in Ireland and a listener in Germany since the last time I've checked. Well, and if it is people who are actually across sea, thank you for listening to us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, if you guys really are from those places, we'd love to hear from you. That's really exciting that we're, we've got a reach that distance. So come say hey on our Twitter. Um, we'd love to to, to kind of get to know the people who are listening to us who aren't literally the people we know. <laughs> and if it's one of our friends using a VPN, screw you. <laughs> no, now you just have to commit and make a full, complete online okay. presence of a person who lives in that country. And then catfish us. <laughs> Don't catfish us, please. Catfishing doesn't have to be inherently anything devious it can just it's just literally pretending to be somebody you're not jokes on you i don't have any money to give you (laughs) that's true no we all we all recently got a stimulus they don't need to know that (laughs) we don't need to date this day i'm gonna date this episode as hard as possible (laughs) Um, well if that's the case today is march 20th you guys couldn't hear that anyway because spencer spencer wasn't talking into his microphone oh well they'll hear me don't worry (laughs) Anyway, so hey to everybody who's listening. Thank you for everybody who continues to listen. If this is your first episode, welcome. Um, we hope you know to bring you at least a little bit of fun, a little bit of entertainment in these times. I know it's hard to come by stuff to do um, right now, so we're happy to provide you an hour of escape, if longer. Um, last last week's episode was a little long. Um, but moving right along, um, because. If Spencer doesn't guess the tropes today, we've actually got two stories to read. Oh man, twice the fun. <laughs> I mean, the, the word twice count. The, torture. the word count adds up to what we normally read. Um, but that's fair. Yeah, two two bits of weirdness. But I have a feeling, unfortunately, you're going to guess this one. Um, so this week's trope is a classic: um, body swap. So Spencer, before I start immediately talking about it which i was literally about to do i'm gonna need your guess of what you think body swap is i'm assuming it's something similar to freaky friday (laughs) okay elaborate 
<laughs> You're going to make me elaborate, aren't Yeah, you? because I need you to not get this one right because it was impossible to find stories for this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How could I screw this up as perfectly as possible? <laughs> Give me your honest answer. We'll still probably have to read my stories, though. No, that's fine. We can still do that. Um, so I guess the best way of putting it is a body swap is essentially you take a mother character, for example, being a older <laughs> businesswoman... And a younger teenage character, and then they're all of a sudden in each other's bodies through magical hijinks that ensue, and now they are in each other's places and have to kind of keep up their own facade. In if a you way. had to, if you had to cast this particular trope, what two ladies would you say would fit those <laughs> roles? Just, you know, just out of the blue, who would you say? Uh, I would say probably Britney Spears and Sigourney Weaver. Those are so close. <laughs> you literally just pulled those names out of your ass, but that's literally a perfect joke. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week, unfortunately. I have nowhere to go other Dang. than work. Wow, that was great. Actually, I'd probably watch that. <laughs> Although Britney Spears might be a little too old, just a little bit. It just could be, oh you know, yeah, I guess they're kind of close to the same age. Not really, well, no. They're, they're still pretty distanced. Yeah, but... there's, there's some distance. <laughs> okay, well, you are correct. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Freaky Friday because that is definitely the pop culture um, IP that everybody thinks about. Um, but... What's the original? Is that just Freaky Friday also? Yes. Yeah, the, okay. so the one we're, we're alluding to, of course, is the one everybody knows with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. It is a classic. It is a fucking staple. I wanted to be Lindsay Lohan's character in um, Freaky Friday so bad when it came out um, because I was in those early teen years. Um, but I didn't have the unsupportive family. My mom was fully, fully endorsed me being a little goth kid, a little hot topic goth kid, um, which, you know, if, if you were goth in the mid 2000s, you were a hot topic goth. Um, but yeah, so she was exactly who I wanted to be. Um, but now, you know, as an adult going back and, and, <laughs> and repartaking it and I'm like, oh my God, what a fucking brat. <laughs> it's like, I, I so more identify with Jamie Lee Curtis at this point. I think you could move your mic back just a little bit. I think the audio is coming in on loud. Boop. Just a little bit, yeah. Boop. I'm just looking at the audio bars, and it looks like yours is kind of... You can turn down my gain a little bit. I'm the second one. That one that's lighting up? Yeah, turn down a little bit. Is that... That's too much? Yeah. How's that? Let's see. Keep talking. Yeah, so my bars are so big there, it's because I was laughing. (laughs) No, that's fair. I just wanted to make sure because... Yeah, no, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. That's, that's about good. It okay. just... I guess you were laughing and getting excited, <laughs> so that, that works. Yeah. Because, you know, even I'm a little loud, so I'm going to just turn myself down just a snidge. Okay. There we go. I think we should be good now. Did you say a snidge? A snidge. <laughs> Not a smidge. A snidge. A snidge. <laughs> okay. It's right between a bestmole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway... So yes, um, it's funny that you mentioned Freaky Friday because that is the obvious example. Um, but beyond, you know, being a thing that happens in movies, it's actually something that happens in fan fiction fairly often. And I say that with a big fat asterisk because um, it used to happen a lot. So this I this trope, um, 
it's not something that I've really ever read that much of um, mm-hmm. because it tends to be more gimmicky than I'm look than what I'm looking for. Um, so I had no idea when I put it on this list that it, it's pretty dry. <laughs> Nobody's really writing it these days. And if they do, it's almost always a parody of Freaky Friday. I feel like it's a lot more niche than we make yeah. out to believe. I mean... But... The idea has a lot of weight to it, a lot of fun things you can do. But I think the problem with it is, is that it's all been done at this point. I mean, fan fiction in general is kind of like that. Um, But this one in particular, there's kind of only so much you can say. Um, And it's just kind of all been said at this point. It's kind of, it's just kind of not something that really fits in with the current landscape of fan fiction and who knows maybe we'll have another 20 year cycle and then suddenly you know in in 2040 oh god maybe in 2040 it'll be you know the new hot thing to write about but right now like it was hard to find even the ones that i did um because like i said the ones that are being written now are not are parodies of freaky friday which is not to say of about freaky friday more just Every beat in the story is a beat in Freaky Friday the movie. Isn't Underswap just Freaky Friday, though? (laughs) Sorry, I don't know know a lot about fan fiction, but I know my girlfriend reads so much Undertale. Thank you for pandering to me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I feel very seen right now. (laughs) I mean, yes, but no. So let me just go ahead and get into the the definition of body swap um so this is from uh, fanlore.org this time there was an entry on tv tropes which we used last week but i feel like this one really kind of hits it so the definition is uh body swap involves two or more characters switching their physical bodies by magical scientific mystical or unspecified means it's usually the last one often used oh, so as i did get right Yes, when you when you said magical, I was like, shit, that's literally in the definition. So it's often used as the impetus for characters to realize their attraction to each other. So it's kind of like seeing your own self reflected back and then being in the object of your affection. And then, you know, having that divide broken down, that wall torn down, you can now admit feelings. So when I think... It's done that way when body swap is done right. But these days, because it's kind of so overplayed at this point, that's not really what anybody is writing. So that's why it was so hard. Um, I'm still going to give you the chance to pick, though, because maybe, maybe, maybe you'll pick one of the two that I have listed here. So since number one, you you get a point. So good job. You are now up to two points. Yes. (laughs) Clap, clap, clap. So you're up to two points. Um, So one more and you get to... To get another fan fiction by me. Oh, you look so unhappy about that. Yeah. Um, I've actually started writing again, um, mostly because, like, <laughs> I, I want to make sure that if he actually does read the one- the ones that I'm working on, that there's, number one, something long enough to read, but number two, that I am positive it is my best writing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're trying to narrow down the pool of me getting your old fan fiction. I see. No. So someone's cheating in this room. No, no. I'm still right. It's all still one story. Uh-huh, it true. is. Although I do have a couple of one shots planned at the moment. So here's our list of IPs. Um, if you had a pick. I think I'm going to choose uh, Stranger Things here. Okay, that actually might. Let me let me see if I can find something good. 
Okay. We're going to go for the 80s again. <laughs> so the Spencer... 80s of, of 2000s. <laughs> 2020s. Um, so Spencer right. picked Stranger Things. I'm going to real quick see if I can um, find something for that. If not, um, after we come back from the elevator music, uh, we'll, we'll get into the ones I picked. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's our opening music. back everybody um i did actually find a story in stranger things for body swap that's in our word count um there were only 10 results in total and they all varied between thirty thousand words and one hundred and twenty-five thousand words which <laughs> we might be here a while um but this one is it does fit we're not going to read it however because while it's good it doesn't really have a lot of the beats that the trope would have um and we'll explain that later after we read the other ones but i do want to recommend it just really quick while I've got it pulled up on my phone. It's called Trading Faces, which is a really cute <laughs> title, by Hoppenhorn, H-O-P-P-N-H-O-R-N on AO3. Um, so go give it a kudos, give it a read um, if you're interested in Body Swap. Um, I think it, it's it's Billy and uh, Steve, which actually all of them kind of were. Um, Except for that, you know, random billion Bakugo one that you found <laughs> somewhere in there. There is one of the stories in there that has Bakugo as a character. I think it's probably just a compilation that I just skipped over it too quickly. But I was like, what the fuck? Regardless, it was too long for us. Um, but yeah, so go check it out. Um, it, it seems pretty cute. The, the characters from what I read of it seem really in character. Um, it's just, it's not really what we're looking for for the pod because it's kind of like that uh, bad days and good nights story rec- recommended last week. It's just kind of too good, you know, and it doesn't really have a lot of the tropey beats that you know we're looking for here. So we're gonna Spencer still obviously gets a point, um, and he has a chance for another point later. But um, we're gonna read the the stories I've pre-picked because I've got two, um, and I think combined together, not only does it it meet the word count, but it also kind of gets across the kind of plot beats you get when you're writing in this particular trope because there are some fun some fun things to be explored um so getting right to it then our first story is called physical connection um by erotic narwhal <laughs> on io3 <Nice. laughs> physical connection this is actually a uh, pacific rim story um there's no interesting tags so specific rim specific rim Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Did I say it wrong? Oh, you said it right. I just was being an ass. No, you're making me really paranoid now because (laughs) in editing us, I now realize that my brain sometimes moves so quickly 
or at least in relation to how I speak. That you think the words in your head, but you don't say them out loud. Yeah. yeah. But also to that point, I constantly interchange words. So like the entire first episode, because we were doing an AU, I kept saying AU when I meant trope. And then in the second episode, I kept saying story when I meant podcast. Because <laughs> I had, at one point I had said, we should end our story by you writing your own fanfic. Which, I mean, technically works, but I meant podcast. <laughs> Apparently, before I die, I'm going to be writing my own fanfics. <laughs> so anyway, you will, by the end of this podcast, write one. Because I've decided that that's a really good idea. Oh, God. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'll help you. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, getting into physical next physical connection by erotic narwhal. This one's real short. It's only 900 words. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's cute though. The first thing Herman was aware of was the fact he did not wake up in his own room. I wanted you to guess which two characters it was going to be. Uh, Herman and <laughs> the other one. Narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's Newton. The two oh, okay. scientists. The, uh, oh, I don't remember. You don't know their names. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, that, that makes sense now. <laughs> it's Herman Gottlieb and Newton Geisler. They're my favorite characters. <laughs> Something you learn about me is I can't name remember names for shit. He really can't. It's okay, though, because I can't remember I can't remember names either. So together, we're just constantly clueless. <laughs> two pizza. <laughs> two halves of a whole idiot. <laughs> I was going to say two peas in a pod. But I was two saying, peas in a stupid pod. <laughs> but I started saying... Two pizzas in a box. Two pizzas, <laughs> two pizzas in one box. Amazing. God, I'm tired today, apparently. <laughs> we are recording this after having been out in the world for a little while, running some errands. Ice cream. We did, all, we did also get ice cream, because there had to be a reason for me to go put on clothing. And then at one point... It's great over here. She one, never wears clothes. At one point, I looked down at my shirt, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the exact shirt I wore the last time we went out, which was like three months ago. My favorite shirt, the one that says Meg on it. It says Smeg. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a red dwarf shirt, everybody. All of our one fan that might know. Right. All of our non-fans that I would know probably if, if here. If Chris listens to us, Chris knows it. That's fair. <laughs> Hi, Chris, by the way. All right. So the first thing Herman was aware of was the fact he did not wake up in his own room. The bed was too soft, and his blankets were too heavy, and his body was too warm. Spencer was just trying to touch me with his toes. He's reaching across. Stop. Ugh. He's reaching across the gap between us with his feet. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the room smelled faintly of ammonia and kaiju. It's a weird smell. <laughs> was... <laughs> what? Uh, my brain... My brain was like, you smell things by licking them. So I'm like, what? what? When did you lick a kaiju, you weirdo? Smell things by licking them? I don't know. Just continue. <laughs> he really is tired. All right. <laughs> was that an odd... What, what was that odd scurrying on the other side of the room? Sitting up and swinging his legs over the side of the too soft bed, he fumbled around for his cane, but it didn't seem to be where it normally would have been. Should have been. With a grunt, he grabbed the side of the bed and stood up, but there wasn't the usual ache in his joints, which was surprising since it usually flared the worst in the morning. In fact, he was able to shuffle over to the other side of the room, where the light should be by the door with little difficulty. He stubbed his toe on a table that should not be in the middle of his room and let out an uncharacteristic squeak. I've never squeaked in my life, but flicked on his room's light and let out a gasp at what he saw. 
So this is um this is a pretty typical plot That's beat. It's really with body mean swap. to call Charlie a squeaker. <laughs> He's pretty squeaky. I mean, it's in, true in comparison to to Herman. Yeah, he's definitely of the two of them. He'd be the squeaky one. And yes, I'm going to call him Charlie because I don't know his freaking name half the time. Newton. Sure. <laughs> in this in this movie, it's Newton. I know it's just gonna go one ear right out the other. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is a pretty typical story beat and body swap. They usually wake up like this, um, which typically I hate, but it makes sense for this trope because usually the switch happens while they're both unconscious. I mean, most of the... I mean, if you look at Freaky Friday, they wake up too. And right. That yeah, happens, it happens so. in the middle of the night. And then they wake up in a body that's not theirs, but they don't notice that right away. Usually what they notice is that they're not in their own proper room. Right. Um, let's see. Posters were on the walls, kaiju that roared in their 2D forms, and figurines lined the bookshelves in between textbooks and scattered notes. On one shelf was a tiny cage in which seemed to be a mouse. Everything was so messy and foreign and so very Newton that he immediately knew he had somehow been transported to his lab partner's room. This is pretty good deduction, but Herman is a scientist. He's technically a mathematician, but so what? He's a smart guy. Yeah, so. it uses science. <laughs> he he got a big brain. That all that matter. <laughs> big brain means big ideas. Big, <laughs> massive ideas. <laughs> huge, huge ideas. I've got two the, big the I- best ideas. Oh, <laughs> that little he stopped talking immediately. His hand flying up to his throat. That had been his voice. That had not been his voice. That's a different, different words there, Ariel. I'm reading real good today. I don't have my glasses on. That might be why. It was his accent with his usual dagger-sharp tone, but it certainly was not his voice. His eyes darted down to his arms, and he gasped. He was covered in gaudy kaiju tattoos, his fingers too short and his nails too coated in dirt and grime to be the hands of a mathematician. An immaculate boy. A mathematician's hands. <laughs> I feel like a mathematician would be plenty kind of scrummy too on the hands, though, because like they hold chalk all the time, right? Well, especially him because he he writes on a chalkboard. But yeah, like he would be using pencils and writing on paper or a, a board. I mean, he'd probably be. Although I, I don't think it has anything with him to be a mathematician. It's just the fact that Herman is extremely anal. <laughs> like, True. He would be immaculately clean at all times because that's just like, how he is. He would wash his hands like a doctor would. Yeah, he probably would. He was out the door faster than he had ever moved before in his life. He was stopped by several people, some laughing and saying, Geez, Geisler, you could at least put on some pants, having another breakthrough. The last sentence was always said mockingly, and Herman felt a tinge of annoyance lurking in the back of his head. Maybe he was having a breakthrough. Maybe he was about to save everyone's lives. This train of thought, however, was always cut off by a cold feeling of dread. This was not his body. When he looked down, he could see the soft swell of his stomach and the tattooed arms and thighs, and it was all very disturbing. I imagine it really would be. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you were a total neat freak transported into the body of fucking Newton Geisler. I need to see if this story goes and he just continues on his path or he actually goes back to his room and puts on clothes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I'll answer that for you. This is a shipping story, so no. Neither <laughs> of them put on clothes. Cool. They're just walking around. 
God, they're walking around in hallways without any clothes on other than boxers. boxers, Because you know that's what normal humans do is they don't realize they're not wearing clothes. They should go back to the room, put on clothes, and then meet up. I've only ever had one moment in my life where I damn near walked out my door without pants on. And it was when I had to take um, Ted out, or not Ted, Zorro outside to go to the bathroom. And it's when we moved, before we moved in together. And it was literally just, I would put his leash on and we'd go out onto the porch and he'd piss off the side of the porch. <laughs> but I, I did thankfully stop myself before it happened. That was also the place where I had a door to the outside in my bedroom. It was weird. I forgot about that place. Uh-huh. Or the door. Yeah. The there were place. two doors to the outside and one of them was in my bedroom. It was weird. And it wasn't out to like a balcony or anything. It was just out to the, the, the world. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world. <laughs> Newt was in Herman's quarters, and he only knocked once when the heavy metal door swung open and his own face looked down at him like he was a ghost. Good God, he breathed, and Newt cringed. Don't, dude. Don't talk in that accent with my voice and my body, and... A hand reached up and fisted his bedhead, and Herman felt bile in the back of his throat. I want an explanation, Newton. He fisted his bedhead. Got it. Continue. That is a proper verb to use for that action. I know. But usually for clarification's sake, most people will say fisted a hand in his hair. (laughs) And not just fisted his own head. (laughs) Fisted his head. (laughs) He fisted a head. Got it. Okay, continue. I'm I'm defending this so so vehemently because I literally just used that verb in a story I was writing last night. <laughs> for the exact reason it is in this story, for no other reasons at all. Okay, you're saying they fisted and then <laughs> But anyway, back to the fisting. <laughs> <laughs> the fisting. I want an explanation, Newton. Why am I you right now? I uh, I don't know. His Adam's apple bobbed as he swallowed thickly. I'm going to pass the fuck out, man. My body's going miles a minute, and I know for a fact my body could not catch yours if we fainted. So can we can we sit down for a half a mile? Herman nodded, feeling dizzy himself. Those words would never be coming out of his mouth. He didn't use colloquialisms so, hap- so haphazardly. Well, how could I say colloquialisms, but I can't say haphazardly? <sighs> I just want to know where the story is going because they're both half naked in the one room. I imagine Herman, Herman's body in this case, who is inhabited by Newt at this point, is probably in like full, like a full set of pajamas, like Uh, silk gray pajamas. (laughs) Silk blend pajamas with like a very minute pinstripe. Yes. That button up on the shirt. (laughs) Exactly. And no drawstring on the pants. That's just not classy enough. (laughs) It's not mathematical. No, a gold drawstring on the pants. (laughs) Uh, Where are we? Jesus (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Walking with a cane is shit, Newt exclaimed, collapsing onto the bed. He stretched his long legs in front of him and looked up at Herman with the most pathetic look he could muster. I'm sorry, Herman said, but he, was entire- he wasn't entirely sure why he'd be apologizing for something that was probably definitely Newt's fault. No, don't say that. I mean, he ran a hand through his hair. It's kind of sort of my fault this happened. He tried to shift his body so he was so- small as possible, but somehow it didn't stop Herman's red vision from making him its sole target. You what?! Newt winced and tried to force an awkward chuckle. I, uh, stuck into your room last night, and I... You're a really heavy sleeper, did you know that? Newton. He sighed, twiddling his thumbs. I hooked our brains together for an, an experiment. I wanted to er, see what your dreams were like. I wanted to have a one-way drift connection, kind of, but I guess it didn't 
wasn't as one way as I thought. Yeah. Do you remember what drifting is? Yeah, I remember what drifting okay. is. I'm just like, yeah, I could see this plot going. Yeah, here. I know. I, I I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's absolutely something Newt would do. <laughs> He's a dick. You are an idiot, a bloody fool. His hands were flailing and he had to close them into tight fists at his sides to keep from hitting something. How do we reverse it? Newt shrugged a single shoulder. We could try another neurological connection, but my last one blew and can't be oh. reused. Neurological connection? <laughs> uh, <laughs> from Spencer's tone, you guys can imagine. Just <laughs> fill in the blanks of, of, of the motion he just did <laughs> with his fingers. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because there is there's a plotted point with body swap about how to get back (laughs) we could try another neurological connection but neurological connection but my last one blew and can't be reused so that's out for a bit until i can make another one or we could try a um physical connection Herman blinked. His vision was blurrier than usual, so it was a bit hard to see the expression of his face, but he looked awful bashful. So are you referring to holding hands or just a brush of skin to skin? No, like an intimate physical connection. There was a stillness in the room that Herman filled almost 30 seconds later with, well, that's certainly not an option, so we'll just have to wait for you to make a second one, won't we? <laughs> that would definitely be my answer. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so how long will this take? A few days before we can switch bodies back? <laughs> it's like, great. So you said nothing there. Anyway, you gonna get re- you going to get started on working on that thing? Newton groaned. Yeah, I guess. Herman stood up straighter. I'm off then. Get started as soon as you can, and I'll be in the mess hall trying to regulate your diet. Closing the door behind him, Herman could swear he heard Newton groan. For fuck's sake. He chuckled to himself. He wasn't going to let Newton get what he wanted so quickly. Now was he? Ha ha. Ha ha. I like that last. I like that last line. Uh-huh. It's It's very, it's very Herman. <laughs> so like in these... <sighs> There was a time when I tried to earnestly find Pacific Rim fanfic that I wanted to read. Um, unfortunately, it's just not that popular of an IP. Um, Hellboy actually kind of has the same problem where the people who are into it are like super into it, but they're not the kind of people that write fan fiction. Yeah, they're the comic book nerds. So <laughs> people who want to read more of the creator's Hellboy versus actually write their own Hellboy. Right. You're being very soft right I'm now. sorry. I was getting like really into like... <laughs> A zone for a second there. <laughs> I was staying through space and time for a minute. It's okay. I'm back. I'm back now. <laughs> it happens, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the kind of people who are into it enough to write fan fiction are also the kind of people who are not really interested in writing fan fiction. But the of the Pacific Rim stories that I can find um, with characters that I'm interested in reading about, they pretty much always pair Newt with Herman. There was one story I read a while ago. It was an OC story that it was like a love triangle between Herman. the two and a third Sorry. character, um, a third OC character, which was really good. Um, but then they stopped writing it, which is it's too bad. But hey. Um, oh, to People that point. People stop writing fan fiction halfway between their story. I would never know anybody who would do the stuff sh- like that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I did want to actually, that reminded me, I wanted to clarify a point I made last time where I had said that typically OCs aren't named. Um, That was actually uh, me misspeaking there. Um, It was my brain getting ahead of my mouth thing again. Um, 
So I meant that readers are typically not named. So like reader insert characters. OCs always have a name. In fact, sometimes they have like five or six names. Um, (laughs) Because they'll have like the first name. And then you can call me Felipe, or you can call me Herman, or you can call me Donald. I go by all three. That won't get confusing, guys. I, I meant it more that they have like oh. a first name, about three middle names, and a last name, and then at least two nicknames. Why? <laughs> so they'll be the nickname that everybody actually calls them, and then the secret nickname that only special people get to call them. Bonus points if it's something they actually say they hate being called, but secretly love if it's the right person. (laughs) How did you know my nickname, (laughs) Big Dick Johnson? (laughs) Johnny Five Dicks. (laughs) Johnny Five Dicks. There's nothing wrong with us. Um, Yeah, so that's what I had meant. Because that story was set up as being like a reader insert, so it was really weird that she had a name and also was described physically. Um, But yeah, OCs are the exact opposite. They're usually described to a T, almost to a fault. Usually, usually to a fault. Um, So yeah, that was uh, something I wanted to clear up because I misspoke last time. Anyway, so that was that story. Um, I was, that that sound was me waiting for him to say something because he was doing a slow zoom into his own microphone and then didn't say anything. He just put his head up against his pop filter, which would not recommend, by the way. The amount of times I like to do that. <laughs> anyway, so that was a short little quick one. I thought it was cute. I like the last line. That's why I included it. Um, it has a couple of pot points that the, the body swap usually does, which is to say it happens overnight. They wake up as somebody different. The first thing that keys them into being something being wrong is being in a room that's not theirs. And then, of course, the implication that the way to swap back is sex. Um, <laughs> that's usually how it it's happens in fan fiction. fucking. <laughs> it doesn't have to be hardcore. It's just sex. Hardcore. So. <laughs> so our second story today, because that one wasn't long enough, is called um, Witches Suck, or the one where Sam tries to be hella smooth. Do you want to guess what IP this is? Supernatural. You're correct. <laughs> well, you said Sam, and I was just Sam. like, okay, Supernatural. Got it. Also, Witches Suck is a common. Can we not switch with brothers? It's not. Um, oh, thank God. <laughs> this one is specifically not the brothers, because I said very clearly we will not do incest. Unfortunately, well, the Supernatural. The fuck? I mean, Freaky Friday, they don't <laughs> fuck. They just switch bodies, and that's a mom and daughter, so that'd be kind of weird. Um. With Supernatural, unfortunately, most of the fan fiction is Sam and Dean incest, which I think they call wincest, which is not a win. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I can't remember if it's if it's Winchester-cest or if it's just shortened to wincest. I'm sure it is because... Uh, it's Winchest, actually. <laughs> because these, um, these, these family shippers love to give their, their ship names really cute names that are completely inappropriate for the content um so no we will not be reading that but unfortunately that's pretty much all there was i ended up defaulting to supernatural i was sad to have to use it for this trope because supernatural like i said previously is one of the big ones for fan fiction um so i was sad to have to use it on this but i knew it would have content because it's it's such a popular ip the only problem is that while there were plenty of stories to sift through, and God, I was at my computer for like four hours trying to find something for this week. There's a lot of it, but all of it is Sam and Dean, except well, this one. You can always do the other one we had and just save Sam and Dean Supernatural for later. No, 
I, it's not long enough. So anyway, this is called Witches Suck, or the one where Sam tries to be hella smooth. And the author is Song Flight Girl. This is on AO3. Okay. Witches suck, Sam grumbled, kicking at a rock with his boot. He missed. His foot came up short and he swung out from beneath him. And then he missed. Shot one more time. A shot and a missed. <laughs> oh, God. Ging derailed in the first two seconds. <laughs> the wild movement threw him off balance, and he landed on his ass in the gravel. Well, not his ass, strictly speaking. Technically, it was Dean's ass. Dean's body. But Dean wasn't in it. Dean was in Sam's body, and Sam was in his. How do you so, kick a rock so hard that you swivel and then fall onto your ass? Because Sam is so much taller than Dean, he's used to his, his reach being different. Which is why I liked this opening, because it shows him okay. being awkward in a body that's not his. This is a, a plot point that I think is cool to experiment with, um, but a lot of people don't really take that bait they just use it instead as um a reason for characters to masturbate a body that's not theirs (laughs) most of these body swap stories if they don't involve actual sex between the two characters is masturbation that's not what this is don't worry (laughs) i I know i I know i set this up as this isn't this isn't stam and dean incest but they do swap bodies it's the pairing is different and at least it is something different than them just waking up, so I can right. I can allow that. I just was like, yeah, we're already in the thick of it here. It's it's implied that a witch cursed them like this, which is actually something that could happen in the show. So I appreciate this story. Anyway, here we go. Witches suck so hard. The line continues. Dude, what the hell are you doing on the ground? His own voice said from behind him. Stop touching me with your feet. Stop. <laughs> you have the nice chair, so you have to behave. <laughs> Too bad on that one. <laughs> um, Sam looked up from where he was slumped on the ground. I fell down. His voice was too low now, too hard, too not his. Don't bruise my ass, Dean growled, lumbering easily past him. If we're going to be stuck in each other's bodies for a week, I don't want any reminders. Sam groaned and pulled himself to his feet, swaying off balance, once again forgetting his new center of gravity. He swung his arms out and windmilled. Goddamn witches, he mumbled, walking slowly forward again, watching his new feet. Goddamn curses, goddamn everything. How come you're not having problems with this, Dean? Sam called out, risking a glance up to see his body already leaned against the Impala, watching him with amusement. Because I'm awesome, Dean replied smugly, jingling his keys in one hand. This true, truly a a wonderful read of Dean. Have they actually swapped bodies in supernatural i actually can't remember i'm sure they probably have i think they've actually they've done everything else i'm twice well now i'm gonna have to look that up because that's actually going to annoy (laughs) me because i'm pretty sure they have swapped bodies in the show before check the description to see if we find out if this has happened before it probably has we have not (laughs) (laughs) anyway i just like the way dean is written in this story it's super stupid now hurry up. I want to get back home and see if we can find a way to reverse this shit early. I want to get out of your gigantor limbs as soon as possible. <laughs> After three days of mis- misjudging stairs, three days standing too far away from light switches, and three days of everything on his nightstand being just out of reach, Sam finally got fed up. He decided to call in the big guns. And hey, if he was stuck in his brother's body, he might as well have a bit of, little bit of fun, right? It's only fair, right? After all the crap Dean's put him through, mess with him just a little. 
Sam walked into the bunker's empty kitchen with a grin on his face and leaned against the cold tile counter. He bowed his head and rubbed his hands together. He felt like an old school cartoon villain, so he stopped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Sam doing it, but with Dean's body, and honestly, I can kind of see that. El Castiel, he begins his best impression of Dean. It's Dean. I need your help, so if you could take a moment and get your uh, feathery ass down here, that'd be great. Thanks. Ugh, he's always hated leaving voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> Got that line. <laughs> Sam lifted his head and peeked with one eye to quickly survey the room. Nothing. Maybe Cass knows it's him and he isn't bothering to show up. Maybe he's waiting for his more profound bond. Maybe, hey Dean. <laughs> or hello Dean. Bingo. <laughs> Sam whipped around, nearly going cross-eyed to focus. Hello Dean. Hello Dean. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good Cass impression. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sam whipped around. Cass is my favorite character, by the way, for people listening. Sam whipped around, nearly going cross-eyed to focus on the angel in front of him. So this is what Dean was always going on about with the whole personal space thing. Because <laughs> usually when Cass pops into <laughs> he existence, does do he's literally right next to you. But only with Dean. He really only does it to Dean. He always has to do that like face where he's just kind of like looking like at you, but like looking kind of distance. Or he's just like... <laughs> What do you need? He's always got, because Misha's kind of short, so he always has his chin pushed up like he's looking up at you. Kind of like he's like going to stick his jaw out like he's going to bite you and take a little <laughs> nibble. Cass is not like that. Thank you very much. Cass is just awkward. I know he's awkward. That's why I'm describing <laughs> in just a horrible way. It does look like he's going to take a little nibble out of Dean all the time. And then Sorry. Go, and then go to Turbo Hill for it. Sorry, that's... Yeah, I was Spoil- like... We, spoilers. We can't talk about that. Spoilers for the season I haven't seen. Everybody knows the fact that Destiel is canon now and also awful is just the... It's peak. It's peak 2020 mood. It's peak supernatural. That too. It really is. Uh, Sam whipped around going cross-eyed to focus on the angel in front of him. So this is what Dean was always going on about with the whole personal space thing. Jesus, hey there, Cass, Sam said, quickly covering his fumble by taking a small step back. Cass was staring intently at him, as though calculating. A moment passed. This staring sure was intimidating. It was hard to think with it was hard to think with someone looking at you with this level of intensity. So, Cass, he tried again. I was thinking maybe we could Sam could actually feel his borrowed eyes bug out when Cass put a finger to his also-borrowed lips. Hush, my love, Cass whispered. (laughs) My love. Fucking my love! Oh, Dean was never going to hear the end of this. (laughs) This is great. I love it. I was just imagining fucking Cass going, Hush, my love. (laughs) Hush, my love. (laughs) Then, to Sam's surprise and utter... I can't do that right now. Sorry. (laughs) Then, to Sam's surprise and utter horror, Cass suddenly lurched forward and kissed him. What the hell, Cass? Sam shoved at the angel's shoulders and leaned back. You just kissed me. Is something wrong, Dean? Cass's voice was full of concern, but his expression was blank. That's, That's how he looks. Not him. Dean. Cass thinks he's kissing Dean. Shit. Wait. Cass thinks he's kissing Dean. Uh, no. Um, babe... Sam vomits internally. You just surprised me. Are you sure? Is this because of what I did last night? 
Sam just barely stops himself from asking what Cass did last night because he really, really doesn't want to know. No, 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 Sam says quickly. Not at all. What was happening? Sam had a plan. What was his plan? He needed to remember the plan. Oh, good, because I wasn't sure if he would like it when I... Yeah, no, that was fine. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> I don't understand why you're so nervous talking about the carnal side of our relationship, Dean. <laughs> you would exactly describe it in that way. I would... I just I laugh because it's like... I feel like Castiel wouldn't be so open about this, but he would say it almost in exactly like that way. He would. He would just say it. <laughs> I just am, Cass. I don't want... This is important, Dean. We need to have an open dialogue about these things, or else someone might get hurt. Cass reaches for Dean's, Sam's, hands. Sam said, so did not want to hear this. I care about you, Dean. I want our time together to be pleasurable. <laughs> I can perfectly picture this, and I don't know if it's just because I've consumed so much Supernatural, or, or if it's just written really well, but like I can absolutely see this scene happening. Are you prepared for more intercourse? <laughs> Sam was stuck. The horror was overpowering his fight or flight instinct. He was frozen. We've discussed safe words and boundaries already, and we've gone through the list of things you wanted to try already. So I was wondering if we might try a couple of the things from my list. Sam's mouth moved wordlessly. He tried to find the words, but he couldn't. I was thinking we could start with number four on my list. I know you're opposed to being tied up for too long, but I thought if we started in short increments... Hey, Cass? Sam heard himself say. Or rather, heard his body say. Yes, Dean, Cass replied, looking over his shoulder at Dean and Sam's body. He said looking over his shoulder. Licking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't leave that in. <laughs> oh, no, you're fucking leaving that in if we're doing that stupid cold open that I have. <laughs> Yes, Dean, Cass replied, looking over his shoulder at Dean, at Dean and Sam's body. Dean and Sam's body, who was standing in the doorway to the kitchen. Dean and Sam's body, who then walked up behind Cass and threw an arm around the angel's shoulder and kissed his forehead. I think he's had enough. You might have broken him a little bit. Dean leans forward, and Sam gets a close-up view of his own face. Hey, Cass, you are right about my eyes. They are the same color of green as that hat. I can't believe you wouldn't believe me, Cass frowned. Does this mean you'll wear it? Dean scoffed. Of course not. It was a douchey hat. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's distinguished. Sam's brain finally caught up with real life. You assholes, he hissed. He felt his fist ball up as he glared. You knew the whole time. You knew, and you just let it keep going. Pretty hilarious, huh, Sammy? Dean's shit-eating grin, shit grin looked strange on Sam's face. No, Sam yelled, because now I know way too much about a sex life I didn't even know you two had. Oh, right, Dean said as if he had forgotten to mention there were leftovers in the fridge. I buy, by the by. Ha. And Cass and I are doing it. <laughs> we're fucking hard. <laughs> that is a typical fan thing, by the way. They don't say, they don't headcanon dean yeah. as gay they specifically headcanon him as bi which i mean from season one dean i can totally see them going with the sense that he's bi not just to me dean is so overly ridiculously masculine that i feel like he has to be hiding 
Like, I don't, he doesn't feel interested in women to me. He feels interested in the idea of being interested in women. He, he would be the dom in a relationship. He had, has to be the dom, but no, really, he wouldn't. Dean would absolutely be sub. He didn't let me get there. Thank okay, you. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> I was going to say, he would have to be uh, Dom so much that when he would actually get into the situation, he'd just be like, please coddle me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Clearly, you can tell that I know what Doms and subs do in their free time. We, we sure don't. I'm bi, by the by, and Cass and I are doing it. Courting, Cass interjected. Dating, Dean conceded while rolling his eyes. We're dating, and now you know. But you let him keep going, Sam moaned. I have images that can never be removed. Sucks to be you, don't it? Dean winked and then left, pulling Cass behind him by the hand. Where are you two going, Sam asked. Where do you think, Dean hollered. You two better not have sex with my body. Perks of dating an angel, he's looking at my soul, not my body. Jesus fucking Christ on a cracker. (laughs) Dean, are we really going to have sex right now, Cass frowned. God, no, Cass. Don't be disgusting. Dean shuddered with his moose brother's shoulders. We're going for pie. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Thank God. I love that last line. <laughs> that was a good uh, last line. That's great. If you put... I, uh, more fan fiction writers. If you put literally pie anywhere in your fan fiction, I will say your will fan fiction it. is 10 out of 10. And I absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I think that's why I did like Dean so much, just because of how much I love Pi, and he shares that <laughs> same affection to Pi as I do. We uh we cosplayed as Cass and Dean at a convention once, and <laughs> I was Cass and he was Dean, and he literally brought around a frozen pie with him, and that turned out to be a bad idea. <laughs> it was funny it was, for a while. It was fine until it started to thaw, and then suddenly it was like dripping wet a, a dripping wet pie yeah and then we don't take up, that out of yeah. context <laughs> oh no Ew. oh no <laughs> oh a chocolate donut <laughs> sorry that was the inside joke <laughs> oh anyway so yeah um i wasn't super impressed with the stories i found this week unfortunately but i feel like they fit the bill um they kind of get across the 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 points the the plot points that uh, body swap has or does or interesting things it can bring up um so like i said a lot of it tends to just be masturbation stories which whatever i mean if that's what (laughs) if that's what you're looking for um but do what you want to do get off in the way you want to get off (laughs) enjoy the stories you want to read i always thought body swap would be a really just don't do it sorry let me let me correct that (laughs) and no no just Leave children out of fan fiction, please, for the god. Some fan fiction's oh. written by children. Okay. You. <laughs> I don't have to feel like I need to explain this. I know. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. No, like, so for for me, I've never super been interested in body swap. Um, In doing the research for it for this episode, I thought of ideas that I was like, oh, we'll definitely find stuff like this when I'm looking for stories, you know, interesting psychological kind of concepts. But no, it, most of it's just, I'm, I'm, I want to fuck that person, and now I'm in their own body, so I might as well tug on it. <laughs> Which I feel like is kind of icky, because that I feel like that 
that doesn't constitute consent. I know, but it's it is the weird situation where I'd be like, well, if I was in the body, I would at least be like, huh. <laughs> so uh, that's what it look, looks like. Reach down <laughs> pants, by the way. I like look in and be like, okay. And I don't think you need to describe that, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so so I was I was excited to see, like, I thought it would be really cool um, to have a story where, like, the hero and the villain swap bodies. And then suddenly seeing what the other's life is like brings them to bridge some sort of understanding. I think, like, that could be a really cool use of the trope. And actually, that leads really well into my one of my recs for this week um other than the one we mentioned earlier for stranger things um my recommendation this week is called i watch you watch by hexava h-e-x-i-v-a it's a legion story it's farouk and sid i was going to read it i like one of those two things in that <laughs> sentence I was, yeah. and it's not the one you actually expect me to say <laughs> um yeah we we don't like sid I'm not fond of Sid. I'm sure in the comics, Sid is a very well-built character, but during the Legion show, she definitely has a character that goes downhill. Yeah. Just putting my two cents out there. For the uninitiated, Legion is an X-Men spinoff. It's a TV series that was on um, on HBO. Was where we... No, it was actually just... We watched it on Hulu. Um, Yeah. Was it an FX show? Now I can't remember. It doesn't matter. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, it's really good, but be prepared. It's kind of a mind fuck. Um, it's not. It is for a while. We actually didn't even know it was X Men because it was just until we literally saw the X in the Legion yes. symbol. We were like, oh. One of the characters is the child of Professor Xavier. So, um, so then we we're like, oh, okay, well, f- cool. Um. So yeah, but the the characters are completely un- removed from the X Men universe, and they're not superheroes. They're played very strictly as mutants who are kind of struggling with their station in life, and a lot of them actually experience mental illness because of being gaslit about their powers. Uh, the main character is a perfect example, being told that he has a you know a mental illness his whole life, and it turns out that it's just is mutant powers that are fucking with him, as well as the presence of this other character who's known as Farouk, who invades his mind like a parasite. So he's the villain for most of the story, but in season three... He, Don't spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil, but he he becomes a really interesting character. So this story um, is about Farouk and Sid. Sid is the main female lead of the show. Her power is actually the ability to swap bodies if she touches someone with her skin. Um, why didn't I even think of that as a body swap? Thing? I know. Oh. I was like, oh, I guess it really would be body swap. It's why I didn't read it. Because I was like, this isn't really a trope. It's just her power. Um, but her and Farouk do body swap. Um, and then they, they gain a new perspective on things. And then they fuck. Um, which is like, it's fine. Um, it's written very artfully. So it works. Um, and there's no, like, happy ending. Like, Farouk isn't immediately solved. He isn't immediately turned into a good person by having sex with Sid. Um, and she isn't immediately fixed of her her fear of being touched Sidness. by people. Her sin. Sorry. Her, her whole thing. Yeah. I mean, her most of her badness stems from her power being just hard to control. It's kind of like a lot like Rogue from, like, the, you know, the normal series. It frustrates me, though, too, because Sid also brought some of her own 
badness upon herself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of her baggage is self-inflicted, but a lot of it, a lot of it. Thank just you. Those are the words from... I was looking for. <laughs> her, a lot of the, you know, her baggage is um, justified. It's just, just exactly. I mean, it's all justified to be yeah. fair. Well, I, it just still doesn't uh, make me like her as a character. Um, yeah. But yeah, so really good story. Um, interesting take on body swap. It just didn't work because it's something that exists in the universe and body swap is more interesting when it's something that's kind of unexplained and not common and for those who haven't seen legion and i just go on a tangent for a minute <laughs> um unfortunately female characters in that show uh get the short end of the stick because uh yeah. melanie is a very strong character for a good couple of seasons <sighs> and then that changes too and that's all i'm gonna leave it at that carrie's good carrie is female good female carrie Female carriage, Carrie is good, and the one of the characters I'm not going to say her name just because I can't remember her name, who's introduced in the last season, is also very good. Oh, um, buh, buh, buh. <laughs> yeah, her. She's also a really good character, but we won't get too far into that because I don't want to turn this into be like you should watch the Legion. These are spoilers. That's so kinda. funny that I can't remember her name because literally my OC for my Legion story is just her, and I was so pissed when we watched season three because it technically came out before my story did. My brain is thinking now. Switch. No. Yes. Is it Switch? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Switch. I think it's Switch. <laughs> God, I can't remember her name, and she was, like, my favorite character in that she's show. She's great. She's so cute. So. Anyway, and also she's my OC. <laughs> I now own her. <laughs> I now own this character that's been in a comic for <laughs> probably 20 plus years. I actually don't know if she's in the comics. I don't either. I have not read the comics, Regardless, and I she, really need she, to get into comics. She probably had her, her whole design changed, because, I mean, basically everybody in that story had a design change. Because it exists in this weird, nebulous, 60s aesthetic, but modern technology, or even super modern technology kind of universe. It's it's interesting. Watch the show. Just watch it. It's Please great. Please watch Legion. I need to talk to someone about it. <laughs> it's Even on Twitter for like five and it's, seconds. It's got Jemaine Clement in it as my favorite character, Oliver Bird. And he is his he is his most Jemaine Clementy, um, like, that he's probably been since Flight of the Concords, I guess. Maybe Tamatoa. But his scene in Tomato and uh, Moana so is so short that it doesn't really feel that way. Yeah, but he's uh, he's very Jemaine Clement in the show. Um, it's very, it's very Flight of the Concords if that show was the characters aged up by about thirty years. Um, Let's get back to our point. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Right. Um. So this is not just us fan fanning over. I mean, it's part of it. Fan stuff instead. <laughs> Wow, okay, I'm done talking. Continue. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's go ahead and move into the tier list section. Um, so for your guess, where do you think I would rate this trope on our list? Um, I personally think you would put it in and won't read it, to be honest. Won't read it? Yep. Okay, that's I'm going to double down on that one, <laughs> even if it's not right. You are not correct. I'm sorry. I'm never correct, but you know. <laughs> so this one is the first one for me where it falls under It Depends. Um, because I feel like if I found a story that had the ideas that I have for Body Swap implemented, I think it would be a really cool read. Like, 
I really like the one for for um you know for Rook and Sid like like I said the the heroine and the villain kind of seeing things from each other's perspective not even just seeing things from their point of view like literally being them I think that's a really powerful idea it fiction writers just don't take it that way so it would depend if I found something that was exactly what I was looking for hell yeah I'd read it but for the most part nah it's not my thing how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I personally would say I would not read it. Um, unfortunately, I look at the populace of fanfic writers. There is a lot of people who could come up with very creative things, but the majority of <laughs> fanfic writers, if they did body swap things, would just go to, yeah. we switch bodies and we jacked each other off. And <laughs> the end, we're back in our own bodies. And now that we're back in our own bodies, we uh, fucked anyway. So yeah. we win both ways. Both oh! ways. Amazing. I, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, it's used pretty uncreatively. And I think it's just a product of the trope having been around so long. There's another one um, that we're not covering. It's a trope called sex pollen. Um, I'm which... assuming that's something to have to do with bees. <laughs> the bee movie is a sex pollen? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, it all makes sense now. <laughs> it's all opening up. I can see the light. <laughs> no, I am. Um, so sex pollen is a really, really old trope. Um, I actually always think yeah, of Star Trek. A full-grown woman fucks a little <laughs> tiny bee. No. He puts the horn inside of her. And then... Stop. <laughs> Ugh. No. Um, so this is a really old one. I always think of Star Trek, funnily enough, um, when I think sex pollen. Um, so it's literally just... Usually the characters are on some alien or foreign world. There's a plant. It releases spores in the air and it makes people go super horny. That's all it is. Isn't that just the basic story of the uh, Star Trek? There is a horny Star Trek one like that. There is a horny aspect of Star Trek. It's that the Vulcans have to have to mate. It's not after... that, though. It, no? it has to deal with... Uh main character kirk it has to deal with kirk oh he pretty yeah. much gets like like oh i'm so hot and heavy and yes well that's why i think of star trek I is because it was something that canonically happened in the everything. show okay although you know in apparently the show, i just course, went into just... my own fucking zone and did not listen to anything she said there because i was <laughs> getting not, that yeah it's not horny feelings in the show it's more like um implied lasciviousness um but yeah in your big words sensual feelings i guess is one way to say it like obviously everybody knows they're implying sex but they can't outright say sex because it's the uh, 60s i was going to look it up later thank you you didn't have to explain that to me <laughs> when you're a writer you have to find other ways to say horny <laughs> oh you're gonna be very disappointed by fan fiction later <laughs> just and they were horny and they were boned to the tune of and they were roommates <laughs> anyway okay so spencer would put it at one rated i can totally see why like it i think it's just to finish my thought i think it's just because it's such an old trope that it's just kind of it's just doesn't fit our current world anymore and like i said maybe you know it'll come back as being kind of retro you know in a, a decade or two and it'll be the hot new thing but i i can't really see it from having i have not had a hard time finding stories up until now um and this one was this one was hard and, you know, for being pure and ethical human beings that are constantly <laughs> evolving, we wouldn't ever 
go back to something like body swap because we would only think of <laughs> things like dank memes and all of that. I don't even know what you're trying to to say here. What is this point? My point was I didn't have a train of thought and I thought I was being funny. <laughs> and I wanted you to stop me and then you didn't. <laughs> well, why don't you get my cues to stop me? Okay, so um, the last thing we... <laughs> last segment we have is fic libs oh, i'm trying to think of the word now no. <laughs> not my my insolence my uh my hubris my hubris <laughs> sorry thank uh, you so this one is only one page this time Please so cut out of this. <laughs> so here we go fic libs go ahead take it away spencer i say val you say is the name of the story you got it all wrong. Put the cable into the socket and give me that Geiger counter. Sorry, sorry Koro-sensei. <laughs> Hellboy gave him the device thing and sighed. I really haven't got the hang of all of this alien TARDIS stuff. <laughs> They've been in a dreary space for a whole year and Hellboy still wasn't frightened. Who could be? They flew past it. They flew past a team of giant crustacean robots <laughs> that combined to form a giant mecha armadillo. <laughs> it was very talented. <laughs> None of them had dressed up for this. <laughs> Why? There's like a giant-ass closet in there. Why haven't you dressed up for this? <laughs> Getting used to life in space had been one surprise after another. There weren't any best... Oh, there weren't any best buys or fettuccine places. <laughs> Clothing was, clothing was, God, clothing was really sparkly or made of, out of couch. <laughs> then again, Koro-sensei looked good in space spandex. It's true. He totally would. The second you gave me the word spandex, I was like, okay, what character is this for? Oh, yes. Character, <laughs> fucking Koro-sensei. I would love to see Hellboy in some space spandex, too. <laughs> I'd love to see Hellboy in general, but I think Koro-sensei would be better in space spandex. He would wear bright blue space spandex. <laughs> Probably Fighting the minions was the hardest. They didn't know when they'd be coddled or attacked, and every time Hellboy wondered if he or Kairi Sensei or anyone else will be all right. Thanks for the help. This stuff is Portuguese to me, Koro Sensei <laughs> said. Which is kind of sad because I'm sure Koro Sensei would know Portuguese. Oh, he absolutely would. Hey, have you seen Bakugo lately? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Koro Sensei's tone got musical? Does anything seem strange with him or serrated? <laughs> you know, now that you mention it, Bakugo-chan had been <laughs> acting gruff. Maybe what they were hearing about succubi and clones was true. This is a weird one. <laughs> I liked your words, but I that was like, I don't know what the fuck it's talking about. Yeah, it really did. He said that too as he was giving me the words. The best part is that we, we just... <laughs> We're a little late on, on getting this episode going, so we we just did this. I had him give me the words like 10 minutes before we started, and he was sitting on the couch, and I could tell from the words he was giving me, he was just looking at our entertainment center of fandom stuff. Of course. No, no, no. I can't use that one. Hancock. No, Koro Sensei's better. I've got a Koro Sensei plush right next to my Hellboy figure. Well, I was like thinking, I'm like, 
well, I could do like Zig Zagoon. That just makes no sense. I could think of the one My Hero Academia character that I can't think of her name that's sitting there. Let's not do that at all. Um, let's see. We forget you Hakusho character's name. So there's that. Uh, Bowser. Nah, I don't want to do Bowser because I just did Mario last week. And so forth. Yeah. And when he said crustacean, um, it's because I have a Tomato figuring as well. Okay. So that was Fit Clips, guys. Um, last section... Um, so of course, plugging our socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, we're rated T for F word on ed- everything. Um, our email address is rated T for F word at gmail.com. If you've got any kind of like long form criticism or advice for us, please do send it there. Um, I do check it daily. I also get notifications for it. So we respond quickly. We're following every back, everyone back on Twitter right now. So if you give us a follow, you'll get a follower back. Um, you know, tell us where you're from. Tell us what your favorite segment is. If you have any suggestions of what else to do, let us know. We're, we're always looking for ways to improve this. We're obviously novices. Um, any feedback you can give us, great. Uh, the last thing we do is that we read reviews um, on our podcast here. If you have reviewed our podcast, you can do that through like Apple Podcasts, for example. You can just give us a shout out on Facebook. Um, even you if said you just Facebook. Facebook. I have an accent sometimes. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> you sound Canadian. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> Most of this is an affect. Uh, I used to have. Uh, I used to do this on the phone a lot when I was taking phone calls and not in data entry, where um, if somebody was getting particularly bitchy with me and I was starting to lose my patience, I would I would do the uh, the phone service accent, which is a strange amalgamation of a bunch of different accents I've just kind of pieced together over the years that instantly calms people down. I'm sorry. We'll make sure to get everything <laughs> good for you. <laughs> when I was um when I was in customer service. Uh, specifically at the movie theater, my first job, I went through this weird phase where I said 13 is 13. 13. Oh, okay. I was like, you said that same way twice. Yeah. People liked it. I don't know why. I don't do that anymore. But there are certain words that I do still say with an affect just because it's what I do at this point. I like to annoy people because... 90% 90% of the time, I can't stop saying it, but I say Skellington all the Skellington. time, and I can't always correct myself. There's some times where I say it so much that I just can't stop myself from saying that, and it annoys people, but I, I enjoy it. And so. I say it's Skirleton. Skirleton. <laughs> Blood face with Skirleton on the front. Oh, God. If you guys know what that's a reference to, please let me know. I don't think I, everybody's ever, everybody would ever guess that. It's also bento boxes are Watashi's favorite, <laughs> <laughs> which I I still say, even though I don't even know if Spencer knows what it's from anymore. Yeah, I know what it's from. Do you? I'm not going to tell them right now. I'll tell you later after. <laughs> so they have to go search for it on the internet. Fair enough. Send us your, your guesses of what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Stroke my ego. <laughs> so I know that people understand my stupid references. I anyway. Mean, I could just say it now, too, and you could just cut it out. But no. I'm not going to make that. I fun. know you know. Um, so anyway, all of this to say, we got a review. It's Aww. from Caitlin. Caitlin is a great friend of ours. Um, they actually did this twice for us. Um, I didn't catch it the first time, but after our first episode, Caitlin actually shared our podcast on Facebook to say, you should listen to this hilarious podcast by two beautiful humans. Ariel and Spencer have some great voice 
have some great words of wisdom here. And that is just super sweet. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Um, I really appreciate that. But in addition, they did it again on our second episode. So thank you. Double thank you. We, we got them both times. It just took me a little while to catch up to it. Um, the second time they said Ariel and Spencer need to be recorded always. They're beautiful and hilarious. And Spencer learning about fanfic is my new favorite thing. So Aww, thank, thank you, you so much, Caitlin. I'm really happy that you're reading um, or listening rather to us because Caitlin is one of our friends who does fanfic too. So to know that, you know, the friends who do it like I do are appreciating us means so much to us. Um, we no. miss y'all so much and we hope you're staying safe out there. And we're not doing this for money or anything, but no. if you just share us. But yeah, like like Spencer said, we're not monetizing this podcast in any way. Um, I don't think we ever will, to be completely honest. Our our costs to run this are pretty minimal. So really, we're just doing it for to give you all something to, to fucking do. Like, it gives us to something to do to make it. It gives you guys something to do to listen to it. And free content is never a bad thing. So, you know, give us a share. Give us a quick review. Anything helps. Um, and really, you know, it, it, it brightens up our life, too, a little bit. Oh, that's not really sad. <laughs> Well, and if you're one of our friends, if you just want to, you know, get us a sandwich at some point in our life, I'll take free food every once in a while. Just be like, hey, you know what? I really enjoyed your podcast. Let's go out to eat. It's on me. Maybe when getting together is a thing again. (laughs) (laughs) And on that super sad, pathetic note, that's the end of our episode this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, As always, make sure to subscribe to Spencer Town where I'm the mayor and you have to be nice to me. (laughs) Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wrong channel. I was gonna, I was gonna fucking lay into you for doing the same bit twice. I did it. He switched it up. Good job. It still doesn't apply to us. I didn't steal that from Curtis Connor or anything. <laughs> That's totally original. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. See, uh, see you again in two weeks. Bye bye.